Welcome to the Six Ways to Sunday podcast, hosted by award-winning television director, documentary filmmaker, author, and speaker, Craig D. Forrest. Join Craig for the next few minutes as he interviews leaders, artists, and creatives about trends and insights shaping our digital world and faith-based media. This podcast is produced and brought to you by Matchstick Media International. Now, here's Craig. Welcome to the podcast. We have a great guest. We always have great guests. And not only is it a, a guest that I know, it's a guest that's a friend, a Puerto Ricano, and uh, he, a guapo, a great <laughs> friend, Jacobo Ramos. Welcome to the podcast, Jacobo. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Honored to be here, Craig. And, and oh, it's been good to connect again. You bet. My, my Spanish, mi español es muy malo, I, but I try. <laughs> I try very hard. But I do eat mofongo and tostones oh. and lechon con gandules uh, and uh, pollo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in mariscos. Okay, I'm going to stop there because anyone that is listening today, <laughs> where are you, wherever you across the world, once you figure out what all those are, uh, you're going to be hungry. So we're going to stop there. <laughs> and I just had lunch. And I think Jacobo had lunch because we're doing an afternoon interview. How cool, how cool. Well, Jacobo uh, and I have known each other for about 10 or 11 years uh, in Puerto Rico through uh, Edward Perez and his wonderful wife, Francis, and the pastor of Catacumba Five, which is a strong, good vibrant church. I mean, when you go into church, you know you're in church. I think that's how churches should be. And Pastor uh, Ray and Mildred, great people. That's how we met doing a seminar in Mayaguez, which is way out west on the west coast of Puerto Rico. And uh, it's sort of where the Atlantic Ocean meets the Caribbean. It's beautiful beaches. It's a great town, but not everyone always uh, travels there. So that's where Jacobo and I first met. He took me out to a wonderful lunch right with the waves and the this Caribbean was right there. It was wonderful. You, did you grow up in Mayaguez or a, a town nearby? Where'd you grow up? I did. I did grow up in Puerto Rico, uh, Mayaguez. Uh, and then when I was 10, my family moved to Pennsylvania, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. I did not know that. How, yes. long, how long were you there? Uh, like for a year <laughs> and we moved to Jersey mm -hmm. uh, so we lived there from I don't know 11 till I was 17 and then I was supposed to go to Penn State and I had everything set up to go to Penn State and mm -hmm. uh, something happened with the scholarship oh. uh, at that first year so uh, that didn't work out and uh, thank God there was another plan and the plan was to go to Puerto Rico I went to University of Puerto Rico which is in Maya West mm -hmm. my hometown Right. And I went, I went there. My plan was to be a doctor. Uh, so I went there to as pre-med, a major in biology. Um, and just as soon as I got there, uh, I met a beautiful woman called Raquel. My, my whole idea was to be there for a year and enjoy the beaches and just connect with my roots in Puerto Rico. And I uh, met Raquel, I met the Lord, and just met with my divine purpose. And that really... Uh, changed a lot of the plans that I had, and I, I, I decided to stay in Puerto Rico. So that's when uh, I finished college in Puerto Rico. Uh, instead of a year, did the whole thing there. And, um, and, and in, in college, I started connecting with music, and that's how things uh, really took a turn uh, for the good. And, but yeah, I, I, 
I've been in Puerto Rico, been in Pennsylvania, uh, New Jersey. Um, used to go a lot to New York and I had a lot, a lot of family members there. And then um, I came back to Puerto Rico. There are, there are no Puerto Ricans in New York. It doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's a, a New York without Puerto Ricans. <laughs> well, you, you were hanging with J-Lo. That's what you were doing. <laughs> hey, let me ask you a question. I think I heard you say that you really found the Lord in Puerto Rico after you, uh, you know, were you not a Christian, a true believer un, uh, until you came back to Puerto Rico, maybe in your late teens? Yeah. Well, I, I was, I mean, I grew up in a, as a pastor kid and my parents were pastors. Um, and I, I did uh, make a commitment with the Lord at 12. Uh, but to be honest, uh, I, I was not really um, committed to that till I went to college and I really understood uh, his love and, and just responded to it. And I had my own experience. It wasn't like, oh, this is something that my parents is doing and I'm part of it. It's like, yeah. you know, the, the, he is my God and, and, and I'm, I'm just going uh, forward uh, with this decision. And it just yeah. changed a lot of things in my life. And yeah, I did that a, a, second a, year of college. Uh, a serious commitment. Yeah, it is, it is. And, and, and I'm so glad that I had the opportunity to encounter his love. Perfect. I love hearing stories, stories like that. It's one thing to, uh, you know, have a salvation experience when you're 12. And listen, you could be a little child and have a real salvation experience. But when you're older, so this is, this is maybe, the thing. And, and maybe it, when you're older, you, you understand it more. It's, it's more deep. Go ahead. Say what you're going to say. Yeah. The thing is that I did grow up in a, in a Christian home. Mm-hmm. But when we moved to Jersey, I mean, we moved to Pennsylvania as a kid, um, I was really uh, overwhelmed with the idea that God has had forgotten us. It, it was one of the most difficult seasons uh, for us as a family. Yeah. Um, we had to make you, lines just to get you, food. You, you, and, you, felt, you felt like you were forgotten? Yeah, definitely. So it, financially, it really didn't go as we planned. So... In my heart, I just looked for people. I mean, I, 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 didn't, I didn't make this decision. <laughs> they took me here. So I was kind of upset with God, upset with my parents, mm-hmm. um, especially my dad. I thought they were to blame uh, for everything that was going on. For um, So it was, it was this uh, a season of just believing that God had forgotten you. Okay. And then when I went to Puerto Rico and just had this overwhelming sense that God had been there all the time that he had loved me more than, than I could imagine, that he he was there. Um, that really changed everything for me, Craig. Um, and just being able to look back and look with a different uh, light, with a different perspective, with a different revelation, just seeing God had not left me. He had been there all along. And that brought a lot of healing to me. And yeah, that was the beginning of many things for my life. Right. That's That's... That's 25 messages right there, and that's mm-hmm. that's the first first start. Let me ask one little little housekeeping thing. How far did how far as going towards doctor and microbiologist did you get uh, in your in your uh, education? Well, I finished a bachelor's degree and uh, and I did some training, um, but I, I didn't do masters i i finished and I, that is, then i started working on a lab uh in in uh, san german which is a beautiful town on the west coast of puerto rico and uh 
So I started working there as a microbiologist. That's a, that's a big, amazing story there too. Because uh, I had get, gotten married, uh, my wife and I, we got married 1997, December. And uh, the job that I had a uh, few days after coming back from my honeymoon, they they laid me off. So I was like, oh, what am I supposed to do? I had no- hey, and was, welcome, welcome to your marriage. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I, uh, you, you love each other, but you have no job. So there you go. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's our, that, that was our first week. Uh, and I was like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? And, and so many changes. And one day I had dreamed that, um, that uh, I was going with a, uh, on a motorcycle. I, I, I was running, I'm sorry, I was running. And there was like this beast running after us and I, on our way to San Germán. And I'm, I'm like, I don't usually go there. Like, why am I thinking? Yeah. And, and then I, I, I just found a shack and I got in or shed and I got in and, and then this guy with a motorcycle, just a bike jumped in, called my name and say, get in. And, and he took me out and literally saved me at that moment. So that was the dream. And I got up and I'm telling my wife, I was taking uh, like a moment with her, like, hey, this just happened. Like, I'm not really sure. What, and, and then I took her, she had like a part-time job, took her there when I came back. Uh, and this is gonna date me, but there was an answering machine. Uh, and, and, and I there was a message. And when I got it, it was like, hey, we're calling from San Germán and there's a lab here. They, they need you. Uh, will you be able to do an interview? And, and I went there uh, and that didn't quite turn out, but there was another one close it, close to it. And I went there and like I had the job the same day. The second day, the person that had the microbiologist uh, position left and they gave it to me. The third day they gave me <laughs> Like it was such a like a miracle after miracle like every single you, day. You could and, and you could not have planned that. Yeah, 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 definitely. So um, really, really, uh, it's been a blessing, and I think that's one of the things that uh, Raquel and I really believe in, and just that when you're walking, uh, hearing God's voice and believing in Him, He will open ways that you will never even imagine. Right, you step you step into God's pathway. He does things you could never expect you couldn't even make you you just couldn't design it yeah 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 so hey listen uh, you know if the the music thing doesn't work out Jacobo or yeah. being a pastor you can always go back to microbiologists okay yeah <laughs> sure why not you, can, you got that as your backup yeah, I got that. I think that's going to be the plan. <laughs> now, uh, for all of those that are joining us on, on the podcast and in uh, Yokoba, we're in over 30 countries of the world. It's kind of cool. Had no idea how that ever was going to happen, but it did. So all that's of amazing. you across, near and far across the world, Yokobo is a very well-known within the Latin America music field. Uh, for not only as a singer, but a songwriter. And he's an author of a couple of books and a pastor that now has moved on to South Lake, Texas, which is a beautiful city. If I was going to live in Texas, I probably would live in South Lake. That's yeah, a beautiful I, city. It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Along with Grapevine. But uh, yeah, between those two, you could flip a coin. Good places. Now, you, to kind of get to the, the kernel of the story with you, you started doing music in Mayaguez, and that really grew. How did that grow? How did how did you, how did you, uh, you know, kind of step forward for that? 
I'm still trying to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? The, the, the counseling session has begun as 250 an hour. Let's go. <laughs> well, um, actually started college. Um, when I was in college and I had my own experience with that, I decided to, I, I used to have like this small keyboard and I, I, I just knew like two chords uh, that I would play C and F. And, and I, I, I realized that if I had, if I wanted to have a conversation with God, it was going to be difficult in, in a, in a uh, dorm full of students, right. rowdy. And now, so did, I decided, real, real quick, did, did you have any musical talents before then, or did you not know it? Yeah, I, I but it was mostly um, percussion. I, I used to be in, uh, in a, in the church band when I was a kid, uh, but playing drums and congas and timbales, it was more of a percussion kind of musician than than any uh, like keyboard or, or or guitar. So I just knew those two chords, and I, I decided I would put my headphones, and if I did that, nobody will bother me, and and I will be by myself, and I will have like my my own time, and and then I decided that I will just pray to God by doing that. That that will be my 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 me time, my alone time with God. Um, and, I, and I did that. Uh, I started just being there. And every time I would do that, like, I will, prayers became, I mean, conversations started becoming prayers. And from prayers, I realized their songs were being birthed out of that. Uh, and I started writing songs and, and I was like, oh, this is a good hook. This is good. And I started sharing with some friends and it just became something big. When I graduated from and when I say big, just in, in the campus, like some people knew me and, and I started doing music, but it was more mostly in the college scene. And then uh, I went to to our church uh, when, I, when we graduated and got married. I went to Catacumba Cinco and um, they needed a, a worship uh, leader at the time. And it was a small church, like 60 people. And, and so I started uh, just sitting down and, and doing the same thing, trying to lead the, the worship team. And, and I realized that uh, we needed songs. We needed like new songs uh, for the church. There were not many and especially fast and, and celebrate. And I started writing songs and those songs started becoming really popular in churches, local churches. And people, one day, uh, one good friend came to me and said, hey, Jacobani, I think you need to do like a demo of those songs because I've been going to different churches and there are like five versions of the same song. Now, how, how old were you maybe at this time? Uh, uh, 24, 25. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're sort yeah. of young. Yeah. So I was like, oh, yeah, let's do something. So I, my idea was to just get a few songs out. Um, but it was like a demo, not nothing professionally. I just wanted people to know the songs. And for them to to sing it, what I thought would be the right way, and uh, so we did that. And from three songs, uh, four songs, six songs, and then one day we found out that we were doing a whole full album. <laughs> Whoa! And, yeah, so we was like, oh, a good friend said, hey, Jacobo, I think you should do a full album. Why don't we do just the whole thing and let's let's try to make that happen. Okay, oh. now where where that you probably had no idea because we know each other a bit. You yeah. had probably no great desire to travel uh, throughout latin america and you've been to europe as well yeah and, and america and you know did you ever think that this would take off no no uh honestly i thought 
the songs were taking off by themselves and I thought people would sing them. But I thought it would be more of me writing songs and the churches or other people singing themselves the songs. Sure. sure. Now, I, I, I thought of myself of more of a songwriter. Um, and and I, I, at the time I was producing, I was in charge of all production in the church and 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 in the worship side. But I saw myself more of a producer and, and just doing a lot of creative uh, things than just a singer. Um, so when when we came out with the album, I mean, with the recording, um, it was 2004. And uh, when we did that, I actually thought, I said, well, if we get 500 sold, it will be great. <laughs> and um, and when I went to the to place to get my the CDs out, they said, well, you cannot do 500. You, you need to do a thousand. And I was like, oh, I, I don't need a thousand. I only need like 500. That's going to be more than enough. And they go, well, you need to do a thousand. And I don't know how a good friend convinced me not to do a thousand, to do two thousand. Um, and we ended up uh, making two thousand CDs uh, of that uh, first recording that we were doing. And we went to an expo they did in Puerto Rico, and those two thousand CDs were gone by that afternoon, the first Whoa, day. Oh my goodness! And um and and the thing is, people were already singing the song. So when they heard the songs, they were like, "Oh, that's the song I've been singing at church. You're the singer. You're, you're like, you're the one." Uh, so it became a, a phenomenon in Puerto Rico. Uh, in, at the moment, like uh, from that recording, to the, out of the ten songs, six of them became uh, number ones. Wow. Uh, in Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, uh, the East Coast and Guatemala, I mean, like different places. And that took a life of its own. Um, so we started traveling and that's how things really started as, as a music thing. And for many years, I, I just didn't know that it was it was gonna become something uh, of itself. I thought it would be like, oh, I'm writing songs. And, and still to this day, that's what one of the things I really love. I love writing songs. I love people to have an opportunity to sing to God and, and have an encounter with God through songs. Great talk with Jacobo. Hope you join us for the next episode and we'll pick up where we left off. Thanks. You've been listening to the Six Ways to Sunday podcast with Craig D. Forrest, brought to you by Matchstick Media International, dedicated to excellence in media through inspiration, vision, and education. To learn more, visit us on the web at matchstickmedia.org. That's matchstickmedia.org. Your generous donations, large or small, help defray costs for producing this creative podcast. Thanks for listening and subscribing.